I was thinking about this this morning as I was preparing for the podcast mentally, which is something that we just have to do because when Mike and I get in the same room with one another, we just try to kill each other. Um, would we consider this probably like the the doggiest of the dog days of summer this week? Because yeah, yeah Traverse City comes next next month, right? Then you have the start of the the preseason, and then the next thing you know, hockey's around. We have so, the college no preseason, more... though. We oh, do. That's true. Like Wait, but none of them want to be a ranger. The Rangers are not involved in the uh, the Will Butcher sweepstakes because they don't need defensemen anymore, which is really weird. Um, I guess we could kind of talk about that, too, at some point. Anywho, you are listening to Bantering the Blue Shirts. I am Joe. The other person was Mike. And then the other person was Shana, who is stepping in for us because Beth hates us. So thank you, Shana. We appreciate you coming on the show. Shana's um, first show. Shana's yeah. first show. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting a lot of... Uh, a firsts out of the way. Uh, this show is sponsored by you. If you're a Patreon subscriber, if you're not, go back I hear and a dog already. said that because you're not a subscriber, and then that means that you're not you're not a Patreon person. Anywho, Anthony Viola, John J. Porter, Dan Lynch, Eric Cohn, Robert Courtney, Daniel DeGen, Matt Bader, George Littman, Guy from Montana. Andrew Grigo, John Reppy, Stink Fleeman, Trevor Kempner, Dan Carosi, Arch Williams, Alexander Thornton, Igor Zatlovsky, Thomas Osa, Michael Silvers, and Armoriel Kissinger. Kissner. Kissner. Thank you. You know, for the first time, I figured out who that was. I didn't know that was your real name. Um, you know who I'm talking about, Armoriel. Thank you for, uh, I don't know if you want your real name out there, so I'm not going to say anything, but I, I know like who the you name are. Dan. I like the name Daniel Dejan. That's a good hockey name. Daniel Dejan is a great hockey name. Maybe I like that. there's a couple of really powerful names. John J. Porter is a powerful name. Daniel that's, Dejan. That's like a guy who makes whiskey. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Just maybe the heir to like the the Jack John Daniels throne. Yeah, John J. Or like the single malt whiskey. The gunslinger in the in the movie, the Wild West movies. That's a John J. Porter right there. Anywho. That's- I like that. Those are the people who donate to keep this show alive. And you should do the same thing because you love us and you want to hear us talk about hockey things like we're going to do right now. Selling points. Um, Not a ton going on. Kind of thought we'd have a resolution for Kerfoot at some point, and we do not. Um, As I mentioned before, the Rangers are not involved in Will Butcher at all, which is kind of to be expected, and I'm not sure he's much of an NHL prospect anyway, but... Whoa! Um, but this a is a good opinion. thing. Like, well, we should be happy that we don't have to, like, bank on that. Like, it's like, oh, wow, we have to wait till August to find out we weren't getting him or something. Like, we should be very happy. Like, oh, our defense is good. Almost. Mainly. God, Shana yeah. has already made the show better than it was. So Shana's already better than you and I. Yeah, it's ridiculous. This Thanks, is... Guys. Rookie of the year, folks. Rookie of the yeah, you're yeah, right. Rookie me. of the year. She won the the Blue Shirt Banter Rookie of the Year. Um, I, I, that's Do what I, get I was like a real to. trophy. Yeah, I guess. What do you want? I could I send know, you this half like, burned okay. cranberry spice Yankee candle. I mean, I guess I'll accept that. Can you draw a Calder trophy on it? I can. I'll I'll find like yes, a golden or silver sharpie and just draw a trophy on it. Or you can like whittle the candle into the shape of a trophy. It's it's in a jar, Mike. Ooh. 
Well, get it. Break the, the jar. jar. Carve it out. Break the jar and then use the shards of glass to carve it. I've, oh, I've God, it's dangerous, all. but it's not That's the worst idea you've ever had. So um, is the vlogging, Joe. It's dangerous business. <laughs> uh, I agree with Shana, surprisingly. Um, I think the fact that the Rangers don't have to trick themselves into believing – look, that when we talk about NCAA free agents, there are, I think, three – pools that I would put a player in. There are legitimate, absolutely talented players, and I would put Kevin Hayes in that category. There are the lesser tier talented players, and I would put Jimmy VC in that category. And then there are the, like, these guys are free agents, and maybe they'll make somewhat of an NHL impact, and that's where I put Butcher and, like, the um, Matt Gilroy's of the world like guys that were just awesome in college, but you can tell they're probably not going to translate into much of anything. Hey, um, Matt Gilroy's doing great in the KHL right now. Is he still playing? Bastard. Yeah, I think so. My favorite Matt Gilroy moment ever was when he was a Ranger, he did commercials, and I don't remember what it was for, but in the commercial you could very clearly see him reading the cue card, and he read from the cue card, Hi, my name is Matt Gilroy. He could not that's even a hard remember thing his to own remember. name. That's, a, that's so, a hard line. Hi, I'm Michael Murphy. What if Mike you thought maybe it. I'm playing character? Like if I'm playing a character, I definitely need a cue card. Your character is yourself. Remember that. You don't have a new identity. Remember that. Huh. That's interesting. Matt Gilroy is I like 33 him, years old. Oh, my God. That makes us old. Yeah. That makes me feel from, really old. He's from like North? he lived was from like 20 minutes yeah. away from me, 15, like Belmore. So I was like, yeah, North that. Belmore, New York. Interesting. So we've made a critical enemy in Shana for making fun of Matt Gilroy. Well, no, I like you him. Have. I like Matt Gilroy. I, stood up I for always him. did. I know, but I'm just I made fun of Matt him. Gilroy. I'm defending <laughs> him. And yeah, he you're, you're angry at me. I've made a critical enemy. Oh, yeah. I, um, I had it back. Yeah, you did. It's okay. You've only yeah. ruined everything. Um, Don't uh, we haven't even spoken about anything. Why? We have a caller. Should we take the caller just to make things even more crazy? Yeah. Why not? 8.45. You're on Bantering the Blue Shirts. Who's this? Well, Joe, if you would have checked your phone, you'd see it's Jack. Well, hello, Jack. How are you? Well. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm pretty sure you're breaking. I can't check my phone. That's the cardinal rule of podcasting is that you're not permitted to listen to yourself. Otherwise, you'll get, like, a weird kickback. But how are you doing, my friend? You know, I'm hanging in there. How about you and Mike and Shana? We're good. Did you want to talk about Gilroy, or did you have another topic particularly? <laughs> I'm sure everyone... The Gilroy, I don't right. know. Gilroy was a legit ending shower. I don't know. He was good. Just didn't work he out. He was okay. He wasn't, like, a... He wasn't one of the elite-level NCAA free agents that are out there. And I kind oh, of put yeah, Kerfoot. Like but... Yeah, I, I put Kerfoot under VC two for whatever that's worth. So, and I put VC firmly beneath Kevin Hayes. So, and Butcher beneath it, he, all. He of belongs them. below Kevin Hayes, though. I know like a lot of people don't like Hayes, but VC does belong. Uh, yeah, belong below. Yeah, you Kevin Hayes. VC also, and not to uh, crap all over VC because I do think VC is a solid <laughs> hockey player. He's also far below. Buchnevich, and that was an argument that we got into multiple times over the course of the season. Uh, uh, there's just 
you need to be it's able to prioritize. To I get it. Though. He, he's an American boy. He's, he can score some goals. Fantastic. Wonderful. Great. Pavel Buchnevich is a better hockey player. Period. End of story. So is Kevin Hayes. So is JT Miller. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's the truth. It um, really is. It, it, it's, it's, you're comparing such, such different players, though. And, like, the only person who would actually think Jimmy VC is better would probably be, like, Jim Benning because he has, like, a North American heart. So, other, and I don't believe his opinion, so. God damn it, Shannon. You are so good at this podcasting thing. I'm Incredible. just going to – I'll hang up. You don't need me tonight. No, Mike, I always need you. I need you close to my heart. Um, yeah, me too. Jack, I was hoping that the caller was going to put us back on track. If nothing else, we've gotten even further off track. So what was it you wanted to talk about, my friend? <laughs> I don't know. Anything, really. I don't know. Just, Holy crap. Yeah. The podcast is 100% off the rails. It's no longer right, a podcast Jack. at this point. It's just us, like, it's as if we were yeah. all shoved into an elevator and the elevator's stuck and we're just talking about things to stop from panicking. We are nine minutes, right, ten Jack, minutes into the show. I have a, I have a question for Jack. We'll do that. Sure. All right, let's do that. I like it. I'll ask, I'll ask the caller a question, but it's it's Jack, so it, it doesn't really count. For those who don't know, Jack's one of our, our writers. Um, uh, what is Kevin Hayes' next contract going to look like? Uh, what is his next contract look like? Um, something in his the range contract. of four to five million, four years, something along the lines of Kreider's contract. Ooh, I hope not. Yep, that's you, what happens when you trade Derek Stepan. I'm worried it will be. This is a great – Mike, this, is, this has opened up a wonderful door because you're, I am shocked by your reaction to that. What do you think his next contract is going to be? <sighs> I, I think that he'll be somewhere between four and five, mostly because – he and his agent know that the Rangers traded Stepan and that he's second on the depth chart in terms of centers. And the Rangers don't really have a lot of options. It's not like they can say, you know, after this season, oh, it's all right, you know, we'll let Hayes sign for one year and then become, you know, a UFA and then Anderson will come in and fix everything. I don't think that's that's what anyone's thinking. Um, I like Hayes. I like him more than VC, but I don't think that says a lot. I I look at Hayes as like a guy who, for whatever reason, like the possession numbers are not great. Uh, I don't know what the hell Vino is doing with him with all the the shorthanded ice time he gave him last season. When really, you know, he looks and feels a lot like like a Joe Thornton light kind of player, just a guy who let him slow the game down, you know, get, let him build that, that role for himself and, and be that primary assist guy that we all know he can be. Is he worth, you know, something like a Kreider contract? I don't know. Uh, like looking at Kreider's contract, he's for three more years at 4.625 million. I, I would not be shocked if Hayes is somewhere in that in that ballpark. I'm just hoping that he'll come a little bit cheaper than that. And unlike Kreider, you know he he's yet you know he's last season what he, he had 49 points last season, which was his career high. He hasn't hit 20 goals. 
you know, I don't think the numbers are there for him to justify, you know, a contract too similar to Kreider's. But now, now I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just going to let Shana say because Shana's going to take over the podcast. I'll just let her say something. Um, well, it's your job. I'm done. Okay. Um, well, my problem with it is Hayes is going to be 26 when he signs an extension. If they wait for the season to end and signing someone at 26 to a long-term deal, I don't like um, because then they're going to make us fall in love with them and then they're going to rip our hearts out and get rid of them like they just did with Stepan. And no, I'm not over it. But uh, I, I know centers are going to be more valuable than wingers. I understand why he might get um, Kreider money. I don't know if I love that, but... I looked around at other second-line centers, and if he's a second-line center and gets in the, like, four, maybe, like, $4.4 million range, it's not the worst thing in the world. If he makes more than Kreider, I don't love it. Um, but it, it really isn't the worst. But I'd rather this be he was 24 years old and getting $4.5 million or any of that. It, it's much more justifiable. But I don't see yeah. how you can give him that money and then not give it to Miller, especially if Miller isn't used in the top six next year. So... I, I, I don't I that that just opens up like a whole nother can of worms that like I don't know how you deal with it but if he got like 4.3 it's comparable to like what Sean Couturier makes but Couturier is younger and signed the deal when he was younger so um the, the age thing just is like sticking out but if he gets within the four to five million dollar range it's not like our first two uh, our top two centers like cap hit together is going to be like super ridiculous and really bad compared to the rest of the league it's actually super favorable, so it's not the worst thing. I'm coming to realize that I think I like Kevin Hayes a whole hell of a lot more than anyone else does. And it's just, it's a terrifying no, I really realization. Like him. I really I like do. him. Like, I didn't mean to sound like I didn't. I really no, do it, like it, him, and it, I defend him a lot. I kind of like him more than Miller, and everyone's going to yell at me about that. But like, I do like him more than Miller, and it comes down to one or the other. Yeah, like, so do I. I think, yeah, I think you'll find I, friends here in that regard. I And the reason I say that is because I would be – so there's two schools of thought on this, and I think one of the most important things that we need to point out before we start discussing potential contracts is what's his year going to look like this year and the way that he was utilized last year. And I don't know if it was last week. It might have been the week before uh, when Tom was on the show where we kind of figured out that his individual scoring chance metrics were all the same pretty much over the course of the first three years. And last year he was used in a ridiculous shutdown role that he just shouldn't have been. I think with absolute certainty of a top six role this year, Hayes is going to break out. I really do. He's my, I'm predicting him to be in the 60 point range. And if he's that type of player, I think he's going to sign for, Zibanejad money, and I don't know if I would be totally upset with it. If I had to choose between him and Miller, Shane, I agree. Wow. Hayes is definitely older, and having signing a guy, it depends on how long the contract is, but you know, you give him a five-year deal and he's off it when he's 31, fine. You give him an eight-year deal and he's worth off it when he's 34, okay, well, maybe that's going to be an issue. But Hayes, to me, has the work that he does himself, I think one of the most valuable assets a player can have is an ability to create scoring chances and to create offense by themselves. And for the bulk of his career, Hayes has been that player. And I think it's a rare, it's a rare talent. And it's something that leads me to believe that if he's given an opportunity, 
he can make other players much better. Mike is right. The possession numbers are scary. I'm not sure there's a right answer here, and the Rangers are kind of backed into a corner unless they find their way out of that Mark Stahl deal. But there is going to be quite a little turnover um, next summer because I, I, I would love to see it, but I find it very hard to believe that Miller and Hayes are going to be on the team next year unless there's some type of drastic drastic change. I mean, you are losing Nash's salary. That's $7.8 million. You're probably going to lose Grabner. That's almost $2 million. So there is money there to, to kind of make it happen. But this is one of the reasons why I was so upset with the fact that the Rangers didn't give Miller a longer-term deal last year because now you're going to deal with these issues right now. And it's exactly why the Rangers couldn't afford to give Zibanejad a quote-unquote show-me contract because you can't take those risks. Miller is going to be probably twice as expensive as he would have been last summer this coming summer because the Rangers didn't want to take a risk on him, especially if he puts up another 56 points. That's good. Mike, that was a good, 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 good question. Yeah, I shot from the hip. I have another question for you guys. Okay. Uh, Because Shana brought up Couturier, who looks goofier, Kevin Hayes or Sean Couturier? Mm. Oh, that's tough. I, I'm going to say think Hayes. I think, I think I am it depends on depends on whether or not Couturier is smiling because he doesn't have any teeth left in his head. Also, yeah. does Hayes open his mouth? Because the second he opens his mouth and speaks, like <laughs> I can't help but la- I'm sorry. I like I don't mean to be rude and like insult him because I absolutely love everything about him. He cracks me up, but I cannot take. His, his voice, his attitude, his demeanor, seriously, most of the time. So, like, Curry has a little bit of an edge for, like, less goofy. The, the problem with Hayes, at least for me, I never expect the Boston. Even though I know it's there, I never expect the Boston. It's just, he's yeah. oozing Boston when it's he just, talks. It's, 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 I've almost never ridiculous. heard someone with more Boston than I have him. I yeah. hate the I hate a Boston accent, though. Like, I it's, hate it's that It's a terrible, accent. terrible accent. <laughs> Shanna, you are, I, I my God, I'm falling in love with you every second more of this podcast. This is yeah. just, oh, God, this is amazing. Um, Jack, yeah, we totally I, hijacked, I, we totally hijacked you, and I'm going to bring it back to you because we have another caller, and I can't take him with you on because it's too many people for the thing. So was there something you wanted to talk about before I let you go? And I apologize for dragging you through the mud for 15 minutes about nothing. Well, wait, Jack. Who do you uh, like? Who do you think is goofier? You didn't answer. Hayes or Couturier? Oh, Hayes, definitely Hayes. Okay. He's Jack is a Patriots fan, so he's sort of there's almost like a like you and Hayes bond on a Boston level that I can't understand. And I bond with you guys like, the fact that we beat the Patriots twice. Sorry. Oh boy. I'm sorry. This is a great Try time Try. to let me go, isn't it? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Jack, you guys are silly when you talk about baseball. I appreciate it's you It's fine. He got number five, so it's all good now. For those of you who are listening, you can read Jack on Sunday. He has a story going up on Sunday about potential PTO opportunities, which the Rangers may desperately need. Um, thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Jack. No problem. Kind of That's the runner-up for the year, folks. Yeah, I don't know, know if anything got us back on track. All right, as I promised, 516, you are on Banter in the Blue Shirts. Who's this? What's up, uh, gentlemen and lady? This is John. Called uh, previously. How you doing? What's going on, man? 
good listening uh, to the show, and uh, as always, thank you for doing this as a diehard Ranger fan. Uh, in the doldrums of August, where there's really no hockey uh, remotely to talk about, um, I appreciate you guys doing this, so thank you. Well, we appreciate uh, you appreciating us, because I don't even think this qualifies <laughs> as a podcast right now. It's just kind of rambling. No, it's still fun. It's still fun banter. It's all good. Uh, we had to thank Jimmy VC for at least giving us uh, to mid-August as something to talk about last year. So this um, this offseason's definitely been quiet, much more quieter uh, since there's been a Jed uh, re-signing. And, uh, you know, I, I want to pose the guys, you guys a question in general. Do you think the team is better? Do you think they've improved? God, or, do you, or do you think that they – I mean, I'll give you my opinion after I hear yours, but do you think the team's gotten better? It's a, you know what? God damn it. That's a great question. That really is a great question. Um, I will answer your question, but first I will speak vaguely about the answer to the question. I think mm-hmm. the team is different. I think the team has adjusted from a really heavy top forward group to now a much more maybe thin forward group and a much better defense. And in a normal circumstance, I would tell you that that's probably a downgrade, but I've kind of changed my tune because the way the Rangers have upgraded their defense. Um, if you think Shattenkirk is worth 40 points this year or 45 points this year on the low end, and I don't think that's a ridiculous, I don't think that's a ridiculous thing to say. He's been in that range his entire career. Um, you are talking about pretty much taking care of Stepan's offense just with Shattenkirk. The Rangers have a totally another level to their power play. They probably have the best top pair in the NHL, and they still have a very, very good, if not elite, Henrik Lundqvist behind them. The hope is that you have guys like Miller and Hayes and VC and Buchnevich who take the next step next year. The loss of Stepan, I think, is going to play pretty big in terms of the Rangers' bottom six, which has been a strength of theirs. But overall, when I really sit down and think about it, I would take this year's team over last year's team. And I don't have a ton of reservation about making that statement. So I am going to say the Rangers are better this year, but they're different. They're, and that's not to say that this year's team doesn't have weaknesses. It's just they're different. But I think the Rangers... If it wasn't Shattenkirk, if it was another Smith, right? So we're not talking about a guy with a ton of offense. We're not talking about a guy who's going to bring a totally different element to the power play. Mm. I'm going to say the Rangers are worse off. But Shattenkirk opens so many different dimensions to this hockey team that I don't think there's a way you can look at them and say, God, I'd rather have last year's team. But I may be wrong. Mike, what do you think? I think just... On on paper, I think the Rangers are better. Um, a little bit of that is addition by subtraction with Girardi, and then the rest I of it, I think, that. is yeah, yeah, it's, it's addition by addition because of Shattenkirk for all the points Joe raised. But if we're talking about who is the best UFA out there, it was Shattenkirk. The Rangers got him. They got him at a discount, and furthermore, he's the free agent they needed. He was the guy that checked off all the right boxes. I will say this to the Rangers. Um, I like, I really like the idea of what this blue line can be, and I still think the forward depth is, is very good. They're going to misstep on. I think they'll, we're going to misstep on more than we might have suspected. But I do have, 
I think this might just be just anxiety or worry, but if Hank is not young anymore, if if Hank gets another injury or if he has a, a rough start or something, there's no more Ronta there to to kind of right the ship. And you know, a guy who you're like, oh, if if Hank is hurt, at least we have a guy who can step in and give the team a chance to win every night. Pavlik is not that guy. Uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of people tell me that he's not as bad as, you know, as the numbers say. And, you know, he, he's had a lot of, you know, the, the underlying numbers are, are really not all that bad with Winnipeg, even though on paper they just look like a nightmare. But I, I'm one of the people who just doesn't have any faith in him. Uh, I'm hoping I get proven wrong, but there's, that is like a big Achilles heel. A lot like, you know, the, the Penguins have a similar situation. Murray hasn't played a full season. I mean, he has two cups already in Pittsburgh, but he hasn't played a full season. But if Murray gets hurt, they have, you know, freaking anti-Miami. You know, it's just, that's just a nightmare. I think the Rangers are in a better situation than that, but uh, that is something I worry about. Sheena? Um, I think they are better in a lot of ways. Um, I am not as concerned with Pavlik because I trust Ben Wilder maybe too much. But if he says he's good, I'm going to go like, all right. And I totally agree that like if Lundqvist is hurt, we might we might definitely have a problem. We definitely might all panic. But the defense, like, I don't think I can say it enough how much better they are and how much better that's going to make the entire team. It's going to make everything better for Hank. It'll make things better for for um, um, for Pavlik, it'll make things better for the offense. There's so many good things. You're going to see Ryan McDonough have an unbelievable year, I would I would think. Shea's going to be good. I absolutely love Smith and everything we saw from him. I'm so excited to see more. And, of course, Shattenkirk. On offense, I think if Hayes is in a, uh, a better role than he was because I did not understand him as a third-line center at all the whole year. It was nice, cool, we can see you can do it, but um, it, it's a it's a total page out of Vigneault's playbook to make sure that he shows his defensive side and to develop him that way. And while I think that's a good skill to have, I don't think it was necessary to the extent that it was. So him in a more offensive role, I think will be unbelievable for him. I think that Buchnevich is going to have a great role, or I don't know if I'm going to watch if they start scratching him because I don't think I can handle being angry over him a second year in a row, but I think he's going to be really <laughs> strong this year. I think Zabanajad's going to be really good. And uh, we're going to miss Oscar Lindbergh. And I, I can't say it enough how much we're going to miss Stepan and how much like I didn't want to lose him. I wrote so many different things like in different words saying how much I didn't want to lose him. So, I, I mean, it still bothers me, that one. But I think Zabanajad will be really good. I think he can grow into the role. But as long as the defense is better and they're not going to be in, in as many situations where they need to be as strong defensively, then I think – um, it, it's hard to say that they're not better. But there's also still Vigneault and there's also Lindy Ruff, so I might bite my tongue. I don't know. <laughs> and your I thoughts? Agree with but, 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 well, I mean, I, I personally, you know, agree with a lot of what you guys said. I agree with the Benoit Lair comment. I, I think that I'm sure he had some input into who they went out and get, go, went after. And then remember, when Lundqvist is making the much, as much money as he's making, they have to be cheap in that area. They have to be thrifty. I mean, I remember when, when Sather signed Marty Buron, they said he was looking for a Cadillac at a Hyundai price. And, you know, when you, 
when you have Lundquist making the money he's making, you need to find that um, that gem, that that Cam Talbot, that Ranta, that Marty Buron type of guy, and just hope and pray that you can find lightning in the bottom that that Benoit Lair is as much of a goalie guru as everyone seems to think he is. Or from what we've seen, what we've seen him do with other goalies. So I'm I'm a little bit apprehensive about Pavlik, but you know what? Let's just give the guy a chance and see what happens. I also agree with addition by subtraction. I am not a Stefan fan. No disrespect, Shanna. I, I, I follow you on, on Twitter. I, I love your Kreider posts and everything else. Um, I'm not a Stefan fan. I think he was making too much money. Other than that game seven against Washington, I didn't think he was good in the playoffs, except for maybe that Boston series they lost and then the Ottawa series in 2012. I don't think he's been invisible. He goes, he goes too, many, too much time being invisible, especially in the big moments in big spots. This team needed to make a shakeup to their core of their, of their group. They've gone to the well with this team too many times, and it was time for a shakeup. And you can't trade Nash because of that Albatross contract. Um, it, it just, they just needed to do what they did, and they need to move forward. And I think addition by subtraction is the perfect way of, of, uh, of describing this offseason. Where they're also not that deep is they, last year they had an abundance amount of forward depth. This year they don't have that luxury anymore. Hartford is barren. I mean, if, Hart, if Hartford was the, the Wild West, you would see tumbleweed going down, down the, uh, the ice because there is nobody down there that I think is remotely capable of coming up here, especially of the forward group. Ryan Graves excluded, and we'll see what happens with, with Sean Day. But as far as their, their forward group down there, barren. So, I mean, it, it just, that's the, my only concern is, is the backup goalie and uh, their forward depth. But, again, you guys made a great point. They need... They, they need those five guys, Buchnevich, B.C., Miller, Kreider, Hayes. Those five guys need to give you another level. They need another level. And I honestly think, and I'm going to go on a limb, I think this is going to be Kreider's breakout year. I think he's going to score over 30 goals. Playing with Sabinajab the whole year, let that guy create space for him. Let him turn on the Jets. I, I just think Sabinajab, as far as the talent's concerned, he showed me so much this year and in the, in, in the playoffs. He was clutch. He's a big body. He, he has great vision on the ice. And, and, I, and I don't know what happened. I don't know why they stopped playing together. They were world beaters to start the season last year. Then Kreider got hurt, and then they stopped playing together. And <laughs> in the stand, they went back to playing with Stefan. So uh, I think if Kreider plays with the Benajab for the entire season, I think you're going to see a breakout year from him. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think those are all fair points. And the why the KZV line was – removed from existence is something that we've talked about into the ground because there's just so much. Oh God. I don't know. There's just so much to, to dig in there, but Hey man, I appreciate you calling. Thank you so you much. Too. You kind of, you kind of All right, boys. Back on the lady. Board. Have a great night. Thanks. We've needed two phone calls now to bring ourselves back to like normal. And of course my wife allowed the dog to yeah. escape the room and then he barked and ran and I had to go put him back because well, he's a good boy. Don't, he barks. don't blame this on Mrs. Joe. Well, yeah, don't. He, he and not have a on Doggo either. He can't get yeah, out of the room. Not Doggo's fault. He needs to be let out of the room, unless he's somehow. Actually, I, I, I understand though. I do understand yeah. what you're saying, but you can't blame Doggo. Doggo snuck into the room. Like, she that's knows. a good Doggo. Where is Zuki right now? Zuki is downstairs. Um, yeah. I think my sister's eating dinner, so she is probably like on top of her trying to get food out of her because she is a total beggar. 
And also the filter goes on in 15 minutes, so she has to stay by the back door. She knows. <laughs> she knows. She knows, like, when it's going on and, like, demands to be let out so she can go scream at it when it goes off. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Shana's dog attacks the pool filter because it's mortal enemy, and it will not have it. It's well, happened, she, that... She's done it since we got her. Like, the first time she saw the pool filter, that was her reaction, and it, and it stuck. I, I, I don't know why she does it, but it's so cute, so I, I don't care. I think all dogs have a weird rails. thing like that. They just do yeah. dog things. I'll try, and get us, I'll, tr- I'll try and get us back on track. Uh, I thought something that was interesting. <laughs> I like the disappointed side joke. Yeah, because uh, this is like your ending we recess. Could talk, we could talk about Dookie all day. Like, let's yeah. be real. We could talk about her all day. She's the best. We could just do dog casts. I think Beth should be here. I, I should not be here for dog casts. I don't have a dog. Let her speak. You know, Stanley is Um, single and ready to mingle, by the way. Zuki is around. Zuki almost uh, was mated with once, and it it was bad. We we made that stop before it could start. She was very little, and I did not want that happening. No, you cannot have a big dog that's a male mate with a little dog that's a female. Yeah, no way. Well, Stanley's neutered. It would be just a... Really, a different type of relationship, but he would enjoy it. It could be be passion only. I like that. She's a very nice doggo. She'll probably jump all over Stanley because she's, like, very hyperactive, but they could be best friends. Mike, your attempt to get us back on track has totally failed, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, I was singing the song Promiscuous Girl in my head. Um, Promiscuous Girl. Oh, no, we're going to get copyright infringement. You know, you sing too well. Uh... Oh, I think it was a John, the, the caller. He brought up that he expects Prider to have a breakout year, and I think that it was something we were going to talk about tonight before oh, yeah, right. that was a topic everything we were fell talk apart. About. Um, trying to pick right, those guys who we expect to have the breakout year. So I guess I'll start with Shayna because I'm tired of Joe dictating everything. Um, Shayna, who's your pick for the the best breakout candidate for the Rangers? Okay. Um well, Kreider's already had, like, good years. Yes, it's not what we want. We all think he can be better. But, like, I, it's hard for him to be like, oh, I think he's going to – like, I think he'll be better. I think he'll be really good. I think maybe he'll reach his potential. But, like, I don't know if I'd qualify that as a breakout year as much as I would for a guy like Buchnevich. I think Shane might also, especially with a capable partner all year. But, like, my money goes on Buchnevich 100%. Granted, he actually sees the ice, which I'm going to say he's going to, or – um, he's going to leave us, and then he can go break out somewhere else. And don't even wrong. say such things. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I just. I have problems with Daniel. If you guys can't tell, I. I like have. We have some issues there, and Bucinovich is like top of the list. But no, I think. I think he's going to be really good. I think you could put him with Kevin Hayes and Rick Nash. I think he'll be good. I think he could play with Zabanajad Kreider, who I'd like to see him with. I'd love to see him play a little bit more uh, with Zuccarello, even even if it was something like Zuccarello and. Zibanejad and Buchnevich. I remember when Broussard was still on the team, I, I was thinking, oh, it would be so cool if we saw like Broussard with Zuccarello with Buchnevich and see that kind of combination. But they're, um, <laughs> they're going to, uh, Buchnevich is going to be really good. I can't look at <laughs> You're cracking me up. As, as usual, Mike is, <laughs> Mike is assuming we've had so many, 
a couple of weeks ago, we realized that we can make each other laugh in these uh, these DM chats that we do, and, and Mike has made it a personal goal to ruin the podcast, which seems awkward because we're only back on track because of you in the first place. Which one got you, the dog train or the guy destroying his kid with the ball? I keep muting it so I, like you don't hear me laughing the whole time, but I had this like in the background and I saw it. These are really good gifts. I'm, I'm glad you're finding them. Uh, what were we uh, saying? Which habit? I don't know. He's my breakout I, candidate through and through. I, he's going to be really good. He's going to get ice time. He's going to do everything. He shoots well. He play makes well. He is good in every which way. And for the people who think he's soft and whatever, need to go back and watch his tapes a little bit more and see that he can handle himself. I'm not concerned about anything. I just want to see him play, and if it's in a fourth-line capacity or not at all, um, I take back my statement about him breaking out. But he's going to be used the right way, so he's breaking out. Someone else. God damn, Shane is bringing Shane a freaking fire. Heat. I'm trying not to laugh at these things. <laughs> this thing with dogs in a train. So I'm like, let me just get it out so I can, like, mute my microphone while you guys talk. Sitting hot fire. I don't crack any time. Mike, I find your timing bizarre that you ruined the podcast in an attempt to bring us back. Uh, we have a third caller. Should we take him or should we continue discussing the topic first? Oh, yeah, let's finish the topic. All right. Although I will, we hit, we hit Tony I will very quickly say I agree with Shana. If I had to pick one player, it would be Buchnevich. I just think there's too much talent there. And, and with a proper usage you're looking at a guy who should absolutely dominate next year. You really, from what he was this year and the numbers that he put up this year and and the role that he had this year, I think we're looking at just a really, really perfect storm for him. And I think in a lot of ways, Kevin Hayes as well. If if not Buchnevich, I think you're going to see a lot from Hayes, just from the role. Mike? I actually think this is a great question for a lot of reasons. The... We've talked a lot about the idea of, you know, McDonough getting liberated um, and really excelling on oh, a pair good. with... We're going down a good road here. Yeah, on, on the pair with Shattenkirk. And what's so interesting to me about that is the Rangers have enjoyed McDonough at a bargain price for a long time. I mean, he's 28 now, but they have him for two more years at $4.7 million. The next contract is going to be a lot more as you know, we've talked about this before in the show, but uh, I think everyone's going to be watching Booch and I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of talk, particularly from MSG about uh, what VC can do in his sophomore season. But I, I don't think, I think everyone's going to be watching what Booch Nevich can do. I'm really curious about D'Angelo. I'm not going to, you know, it's just going to be, I'm not going to say breakout candidate D'Angelo, but he's definitely a guy who's worth keeping an eye on. And like, like Shayna said, I think Shea, you know, if, if this, the rookie pool was a little bit thinner last year, Brady Shea would have been one of the best stories in the league. He's compared to what Rangers rookie defensemen have done historically. He was outstanding. Like, uh, no one really thought he had that much offense in him. Everyone knew he was big and he could skate, but good grief did he look good. And uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do. Uh, I think you'd 
be pretty silly not to consider him a top four already, but I think he definitely has that first pair. You know, he has a lot of the tools to be that first pair guy, and that's that's what I hope we get to see next season. He's a good choice. I think McDonough is a dark horse candidate just because he's no. It's going to be like swimming without like a weighted vest on. How can you not? Yeah, he'll have, have floaties you, instead of. Yeah, you weighted. get like water wings and some other stuff. Oh, the collar dropped. They didn't want to be on anymore. Oh. I, I made the wrong call. Um, God, we are so off topic. I don't even know. We had like a plan, and then the plan was ruined. Mike ruined the plan. As usual, this is ridiculous. I didn't. I didn't ruin anything. You, you ruined the entire thing. Um, what else could we talk about, Mike? You've been full of questions. What other questions do you have? Well, you never really got back on whether or not you're worried about Pavlik. It's that's a topic we've we've said we we're going to talk about on the podcast for, you know, but we always kind of like graze against it, but never really dig into it and. You know, Shana brought up the point of, you know, if, if you trust in Benoit Lair, which you should by now, you know, it's one of those things like, oh, it'll be okay. You know, Benoit Lair is here. But, you know, even the best artists need clay to work with. And I don't know if I'm as confident with Pavlik as I am with some of these other projects, because Pavlik's not a young goalie. Um, I think that's a very important thing to point out. Like he has, you know, had successful numbers in the past, but there's a lot to Pavlik that makes me nervous. Um, just in terms of, you know, he's 29. Uh, he'll be 30 in October. Uh, you know, he's been around for a little while. He's faced a ton of, uh, a ton of shots and, you know, and, Last season, his numbers were just brutal. And the season before, they were brutal. And 2014-15, he put up a 920 save percentage. So, you know, the Rangers, I think, in L.A. are hoping they can get that Pavlik. Uh, But, yeah, I think that's definitely something that should be a concern. It's worth noting that Winnipeg is atrocious. and Oh, absolutely. They have been for, yeah. The other, I don't see the panic. I'm going to be honest with you. Even everybody, oh, even if Ranta had to take over a full-time role last year, I think you still would have seen a pretty steep decline from what Henrik Lundqvist was. And I think one of the things that you're a pretty steep decline from what from, from your what face. what did you say to me, you son of a bitch? Um, I think one of the one of the things that kind of makes a big difference here is the fact that the Rangers don't need dominance out of their backup goaltender. There's not really a question. If Henrik Lundqvist gets injured, you'd have to assume but I would the Rangers like are dead regardless of who's behind him. Even, even with Franz, I think there still would have been panic. Um, when you look at this Rangers team, the point of a backup goaltender for Henrik Lundqvist's sake is to have somebody who can take over like 20 games. And the Rangers are as good as we think they're going to be with an, a new look defense. I think Pavlik is going to be much more like the guy two years ago than in the past. Now, the other thing to remember here is Pavlik is a, not a long-term solution and B, the Rangers are pretty much biding their time. until Shesh Yorkin, Shesh Yorkin, 
I told you I was going to try to say a name and screw it up, although that one might be right, um, until he comes into the fold in a couple of years. So the Rangers are just trying to find – oh, and they, um, they signed the guy this year, the guy from George, Liga. Georgiev? Yeah. Right? So okay, I definitely said his name wrong. You could Well, it can't be any worse than the way that I say names. So I, I think thought, I thought Philip title was Kittle, so I think I – might win. Ooh, Chittle. I was, uh, Chittle. I was saying, even though I heard him drafted, I still said Chittle until I heard you guys say it on the podcast that I was Kyle, and I'm like, oh. Well, well we don't even, yeah, we don't really know what it is. It's, it's Chittle. Chittle. Or something. It's not Chittle. Anywho. Yeah. AK War um, Machine. So, yeah, there's definitely, he's a stopgap. He's here this year and this year only, and I think the Rangers are going to move forward with the signing that they had this summer, and then they're going to try to get basically to Shish Jorkin. That's all. And it, were there better options out there? Maybe. Could the Rangers have made a trade? Maybe. I think the Rangers are definitely testing the limits of their depth on this one. But we've spent the past, what, 12, 13 years saying, oh, my God, what do we do if there's a Henrik Lundqvist injury? Nobody thought Cam Talbot was going to be ready when it came up. Um I think you just live with it. I think with this defense, the Rangers can handle it better most years than they would in the past. Not that I would want to try it or test it or whatever, but I think the Rangers are in a better position this year to triage that big of a wound than they would have been previously. That's my thought on that. Triage. Yeah, man. Put off the blood flow. I agree. Circulation. I definitely agree. And, and we're going to say that immediately means I'm right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, like, it's hard to say that uh, a situation in net, like, will not be better because the defense is going to be better. And hopefully, uh, you know, guys who go down to block shots, even though it's clear that it's not the best strategy you should, you should take, will not be there. And guys who like to do snow angels or this other guy who also likes to do snow angels but also likes to stand in the crease and, like, interfere with what Hank's doing will have third pair minutes. So, less of a chance of that happening. So, like, I got to say, I think we'll be okay in that, and maybe that's me being too confident, but I'm always too confident, Hank. But, no, I, 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 there has to be a reason they picked Pavlik, though. It's not like there weren't backup goaltenders, like, available on the market. Um, they could have had their pick of someone else, but they chose him. So, I have to think there's a reason they chose him. Yeah, you listen to, uh, you listen to Benoit. When Benoit says things... You listen to them. Oh, we have callers. We have two callers. Oh, boy. Um, I'm pretty sure 917, I think you were waiting before you were on the air. Who's this? You know I have I'm sorry? No, oh, that was interesting. It sounded like the person was trying to order food. <laughs> we are not a Chinese delivery food service. I think he said Szechuan chicken. I don't know. Uh, okay, three four seven. You are on the air. Who's this? It's your dear friend Dan Ten. Oh, Dan Ten. Oh, Dan. Good. Are you trying Dan, to order? What do you order? Buddy, or are you actually looking to talk yeah, about? What the do you order? Order? I already, yeah. What what food do you want, Dan? Oh shoot, <laughs> buddy, you're gonna have to get me some General Chow's chicken with some uh, with some chicken fried rice. Wow. No veggies. See, I've never no, been man. a never been a General Sal's fan. Always been sesame chicken. Always, never, yeah, never General Sal's. One day, let's go. Let's, let's go ahead. One day, come to Queens. Let's take care of that. Okay. 
You know, are you a uh, are you a Joe Shanghai's fan, Dan? <laughs> yes, yes, I actually yeah. am. <laughs> You're goddamn right, you are. Joe Shanghai, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, is it's a it's an outstanding Chinese restaurant that makes mm-hmm. soup dumplings that very well may be pure heroin. They're like steamed yeah. dumplings that have a, a, like a dollop of pork inside of them and soup. <laughs> and they, I ate coming in order, and I'm not kidding. When I go with friends or like people that I'm not a, afraid to shove my face with, I will order like six of those, and the whole the whole table will eat them. And we'll all like look at each other afterwards, like we've made some type of critical mistake. But it's so friggin' good, friggin' good. Yep. And they make they make the best. Chicken lo mein with the thick udon noodles. Ugh, you have to go. If you like dumplings or Chinese food, you owe it to yourself to go to a Joe Shanghai's, and just yep. Well, just open the dumplings first and let them cool because if you don't, you will scald the hell out of your tongue and not be able to taste yep. the delicious, delicious <laughs> soup dumplings. You know, if you scald your tongue, if you put sugar like a like a tablespoon, teaspoon, I don't really know, like just of sugar on your tongue, it's supposed to like fix it. I don't know if that's true because I've never tried it. I just sit there and enjoy powdered it. sugar. But, like if you ever do, yeah, it. yeah, it's powdered sugar, kind of like if you were eating a zeppo. Oh, those are so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Now I'm getting hungry. Mm-hmm. 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 I got them like. I've also heard that, the that if you're on, I've heard that if you're on fire, you apply water to it. Really? Well, I thought they said stop, stop, well, and roll. Now I'm hearing two different things. <laughs> well, let's see. Water, hot sauce. Yeah, I'm going with water. Just I'm just going to ruin the I'm podcast going, again. Going. Don't mind me. <laughs> well, we've already. <laughs> Mike, I, Mike, we will see you next week at, at Tony's Barbecue. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, don't, I don't think at this point the podcast could be any more ruined than someone trying to order Chinese food from us. <laughs> That's definitely a Yeah, listen. You guys, you guys haven't heard anything. I mean, the best thing about a Chinese restaurant sometimes is the, is the person who actually delivers the food. Quick little story. I used to have a Chinese delivery guy that used to be up here. Guy was the happiest guy on the planet because anytime, anytime the guy came to the door, he'd ring my doorbell and he'd say in the nicest, most cheery voice, your food is here. It was just... That's all you need. Your food is but, here. And he would get the delivery. door and then he would ring my doorbell and he would say, hello, my friend. I have your food for you. <laughs> I, I don't even think you I'm can get to Joe, Joe Shanghai's Fortunato. delivered. But if you go uh-huh. to Joe Shanghai's, eat at Joe Shanghai's. Don't bring it home. The soup yes. dumplings need to be yes. scalding hot. There needs to be a level of danger to you eating your food. <laughs> um, if you anyway, met the public service announcement, I've ever heard one. There. I'm sure you didn't. Uh, I'm sure you didn't call in to talk about Joe Shanghai. Although I'm absolutely thrilled that you're a fan. Um, oh yes. What did you What did you want to talk about? Well, you guys were bringing up the goaltending situation. Um, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I like to even step on something that I believe it was Mike who was touching on his past record um, in his time in Winnipeg. Um, you guys were bringing that up, and I was looking at his past record as well. And I was looking at something that's very interesting about this guy. Clearly, he is a Czech-born goaltender, and he loves playing in the Czech Republic plenty much more than he loves playing in North America. Um, if you've ever seen his record, you can, you, can, you can tell me if I'm wrong. This guy has pretty much put up the same numbers in shorter spans and in shorter tournaments when he's played overseas at any given time 
then he has then he has given in a multitude of of, of periods and a multitude of, of minutes played here in North America. It's it's really interesting stuff if you really take a look at his numbers. Um, well, I, I want to. I'm, funny I'm not in front that. of my computer at the moment to be able to say, but uh, it's an interesting statement of, about what this guy can bring to the table. He's he does have he does give you some good things along the way, but I mean I'm worried about him you know being a North American goaltender at all. He's not one. I think a lot of <sighs> it's difficult to goalies are really one of the biggest culprits to getting hung with reputations that may or may not be based on things out of their control. Uh, I think that point that he plays better internationally may speak volumes about what happens when you put a competent defense in front of him rather than whatever the hell Winnipeg was toting out there. And if you look at some of the things that even Henrik Lundqvist has had to endure the past couple of years mm-hmm. with a terrible defense. Yeah. I think you'll, you may be more sympathetic to some of Pavlik's struggles. And like we talked about, I think I would have a much, much, much bigger issue if I thought Pavlik was going to play an enormous role next year or if the Rangers brought mm-hmm. him in here to be anything other than a one-year stopgap. Um, I just think at this point, Pavlik was cheap. He made sense. Ben, excuse me, Ben Wilder obviously saw something that he liked enough to want to work with, and it's going to be what it's going to be. He's not going to be this young guy that they can kind of mold into something. But if he if he throws a two five goals against average and a nine ten save percentage, so be it. The Rangers may be good enough this year that they don't need much more than that out of him. But it, the, I don't. Go ahead. I don't see that. I mean, I must disagree with you, but I don't even see that being a possibility with him. One thing you may not realize about Andre Pavlik is that in the three previous seasons, he has had he has suffered five concussions. Okay, he has suffered five concussions. Now, this I'm giving you kind of a little bit of of, of um, privy information, but this guy has suffered five concussions in in his in his last three seasons. He has missed a total of. If I remember the number right, I'm not again. I'm not looking at my computer. Um, if I remember right, he missed about sixty. He missed about sixty games total over the past four seasons altogether. He's missed it with various issues, but the biggest ones he's had is he's had concussions. And he is the kind of goaltender that he needs to play five games before he's comfortable in net. Now, if you're talking about him being a backup goaltender, which is obviously this is going to be the first uh, – no, I take that back. This will be the second time, the second go-around of him being a backup goaltender, okay, because honestly, uh, uh, Hellebuck succeeded him, succeeded him in, uh, in Winnipeg and did a much better job, by the way. Um, Pavlik is not used to playing less than 35 games in a season. If you're talking about him having to play, let's say, let's say 27 – I would say if if the number if the high number for for Hank is going to be 55, then he's going to be looking at playing 27 games in the regular season. Scary, scary thought if he ends up being in the playoffs because the guy has only been in the playoffs once in his career, and oh by the way, he got swept out in four games due to the yeah, Anaheim again, Ducks being if, on a roll. If, if we're on, if we're in that portion of 
like if it gets to the point where Pavlik is going to start a playoff game, the Rangers are already in enough mm-hmm. trouble that it really doesn't even matter who they got as their backup. Because that's why right. I don't think there were going to be uh-huh. a ton of options out there. I think this was uh, just a, a bad situation all around. But, Mike, I didn't mean to jump on your toes. I know you wanted to say something, so go ahead. I think it, there's a lot, even as, as skeptical as I am about Pavlik, I think it's important to point out that, you know, he's an NHL goalie still. You know, when he first was in the league, you know, he won the Calder Cup in the AHL. So I don't think there's any concerns about, you know, whether or not he's suited to the North American game or anything like that. I I do understand the worries about his injuries, especially the concussion stands. I agree that that is something that the Rangers need to keep an eye on. Um, And it's it's little little details like that, his age, the fact that Alaire hasn't really worked with a goalie, you know, that was, you know, kind of this age, you know, like we saw a little bit of that. I forget how old Steve Aliquette was, but I don't think he was, you know, like a veteran veteran in terms of where he wasn't. In Actually, age. he was. Uh, Actually, he was. I don't he was, remember. He was 29 years old. He was 29 years old when he was signed. He was. He played for the two seasons We're, that he played in New York. He was 29 and 30 years old, respectively. All I ever remember about Valaket was he was super tall. Um, yeah, <laughs> and his hair, or sweet, sweet hair. Yeah. Oh my God, he has good hair. Uh, so right. Yeah but, yeah, but you know, it's interesting that you know we stumbled. And thank you for pointing pointing out the age. But the, it's it's interesting because you know Valaket's a big goalie. Pavlik is six three. A lot of people talk about you know he plays like a big goalie, uh, but I do worry about the health. Uh, I, I, the biggest problem I have, I think, is that the Rangers could have gotten someone better, I think. Um, you know, the $1.3 million for one year. Like, Joe, he's just a placeholder. But the, the reason I worry is because the team is so strong, in my opinion, that you can't help but look for weak links. And we try not to do that all the time on this podcast, but... You know, the weak links right now, you look at Mark Stahl and you look at the backup goaltender because that's how good this team is right now, at least on paper. And so I do think it's worth, you know, having some anxiety about that. But there's also, you know, trust in Benoit Lair because he's given us nothing but reasons to trust him. So anyway, that's my two cents on it. Yeah, and it's a whole different – we're just talking about a whole different mentality. Like Mike said and like kind of, Dan, you alluded to, the fact of the matter is if the New York Rangers really need to worry about the backup goaltender, something's gone terribly wrong. That's all. There's no – Pavlik was the best of a bad situation, and it, it kind of is what it is. You know what I mean? There's no – it's just something that – the Rangers were going to get rid of Ranta, obviously. I think we all knew they were going to. They were going to try to do their best to to recoup whatever assets they could from um, losing him for nothing next year. And sure. you just take those, you know, you take those opportunities, and they found something they liked, and they got him, and so be it. And it is kind of is what it is. Um, uh, Dan, anything I else before I, uh, I let you go? Sure. Uh, just a quickie from me. Um, Nick Holden, he's not quite out of the woods in terms of uh, of, of trade rumors, and 
uh, anybody who might be listening, aside from you know the three of us, four of us, the uh, whomever else may be maybe ordering Chinese food. Um, Nick Holden's name is not done with trade rumors, and uh, I think everybody should keep their ear to the ground about something coming up with this guy in the next two weeks. Um, I don't know if, you, if I'll see all of you or any of you next week um, at Tony's, but um, I, I kind of have a little, little tidbit I'm going to hit you guys on, uh, on Twitter about um, later on. And... Uh, Keep an eye on, but keep an eye on Nick Holden. That that name's starting to, to to pick back up again, like it like yeah. it did earlier in the summer. All that Tyler Bowles, that crap, that's done. No one's talking about that anymore. But keep an eye on Nick Holden. Well, thank that's you, Dave. Appreciate it. Hopefully, see you at the barbecue uh, at the barbecue next weekend. You know, that's a, a good point too. Actually, it's something we haven't talked about in a while, but I guess we can kind of bring it bring it back. What is the deal with Nick Holden at this point? Are the Rangers are they doing something there? There, there's no way they're keeping all of these defensemen. It's not. It's just not possible. Something needs Why to give at some point. Because Michael, there's nine defensemen, and there's only six defensive spots. Oh, Michael, yeah, you with your loud music and whatnot. Shanna, you yeah, say something because a... Shanna wants yeah, to say oh, something I'll next. Say... I want to say something. If if we're talking about Nick Holden, I I think I always have something to say. Um, I don't like Nick Holden. I'm 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 gonna lead with that. So you could take anything I say as like, oh, I'm biased because I don't like him. I don't. I don't like like a lot. There, I I have a problem with defensemen that um I I let me backtrack. I like when a defenseman pinches. I like when a defenseman can be offensive. I love to see that. We saw it from Shea. We saw it from McDonough. We're going to see it from Shattenkirk. And we even got to see like little bits of it from Smith. I love when a defenseman can do that. I hate when a defenseman really isn't good at doing it and does it all the time. And that was what Nick Holden did. Lucky for us, though, teams do like that. And they're going to be like, oh, he was good because he got, what was it, 34 points? Like, hooray. Nick Holden had 34 points. Like, here, here you go. You can take him. You can take him for nothing. Like, I don't care. Enjoy him. Because I just don't want to see him on this team because I know he's going to play on that third pair or second pair if he's on this team, and it's going to take away a chance from, like, Anthony D'Angelo. I would take a guess at. And he's not good, and he's not good with stall, and he's not good on his own. And he should have been better and should have realized how stall literally could not handle these, these uh, odd man rushes that happened because he pinched really badly. Uh, we could think about, what was it, uh, against Ottawa in overtime? Was that the one he pinched and stalled space two-on-one and we lost that game? That was one. We could think about the three goals against he was on the ice for against Montreal because that was a bad one, and uh, those weren't pinches, but he just sucked, so whatever. At the end of the year, I remember we played San Jose. I believe it was during overtime, and he pinched and went all the way up to the side of the net when he had no business doing that and the forwards were capable and they came back the other way and he could not get back. So, I mean, any team that wants him, I know I didn't talk him up enough, but like, please take him. Please don't be on our roster opening night because I'm so concerned if he is, he's going to play when he should not by any means. And I'm going to say something that you guys are going to hate. I'd rather have stall in the lineup than him. Huh? I don't know if I would go hmm. that far with him. Mike, this last gift almost got me. I just want you to know. You I came dangerously that close. Off. You came, you came absolutely dangerously close on that one. Oh my um, god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, god damn it, Mike, and I 
forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. I, I remember now, even though Michael ruined everything. I, I have my issues with Nick Holden. I have my issues with Mark Stahl. Ultimately, the New York Rangers have decisions that they're going to have to make in terms of you are right. If, if Stoll and Holden are on the team, then it's coming at the expense of D'Angelo. And I think that would be a, just a critical error in regards to the way that the New York Rangers are, are operating. And it would be a big step back to, well, hey, you basically traded Stepan for nothing at that point. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, know. I guess we'll see. That. We'll see where that where that's going to go. But it's definitely – there's there's something something has to come at some point. There there's no way that the New York Rangers are going to go into the season with this being their defense and sitting two or three players. I mean, we have Bear Glazoff as well that something has to be done with. We have Neil Pionk that something has to be done with. Bear Glazoff has an out clause um, where he can leave and go to the KHL. So there's a lot to digest here and. It's the New York Rangers need to figure it out. That's really, that's really the bulk of of what I'm trying to say to you today, in this moment. Um, he move for cheap. It's not like he's not movable. Like, it's not like he has a high cap hit. It's for one year. It's super low risk. People will look at him and be like, because they're not going to look deep into it. They're going to be like, oh, he scored points. He had points and did the thing and got good minutes. So like, that, well, that's, we'll take honestly, that's context. exactly. Exactly what his like allure is. He can score points. He did score points. Trade for him. That's literally what it is. Um. Yeah. I guess he uh, has such a big role, though. Well, he will. Sorry. He'll probably have a, a relatively big role. Um, he was. They were called. It was bad. <laughs> I feel like. Mike just, <laughs> He posted a GIF of it's literally it's up dog version. That's what it is, and the dog is he, they tied balloons to the dog, and the dog is actually rising off the ground. It's incredible. Wait, can you tweet that one out so like everyone can see that one? Because that one's can you tweet that one out and the train one out so like everyone can see them? I feel like they should get as much fun as us. Let the world know what the truth is. Um, the train has to go. Mm-mm-mm-mm. What was I going to say? I don't know. I don't know. Power play stuff? Was that what you guys wanted to do? No. We were going to do power play stuff, but then I guess we kind of did it. So everything's been ruined. Mike ruined this entire podcast, and I'm I'm disgusted with him. Um, Sure did. The power play can be, like, summed up quickly. You still have Scott Arneal. They're going to get better probably because there's better players. And then they're going to be like, Scott Arneal, good job. And we're going to be like, no. Shane has an elegant way of putting these things. Don't I? Um, (laughs) This gift really is. It's a great (laughs) gift. Um, Yeah. We've somehow remarkably stayed. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, I'm not sure where I stand on. I think I'd rather do Holden in the lineup than Stahl. I know that. I would agree with that. I'm not sure what Shayna's reasons are for liking Stahl. I'm not sure what the evidence is. What is your. Shayna, unless I'm speaking for you, you Mm -hmm. dislike Holden more than you like Stahl. 
Uh, that's definitely fair to say. That that is very fair to say. Yeah. See that, Mike? That's fair I feel to like say. I like I don't like the number. I don't like the number twenty-two since Brian Boyle left it. I I had a lot of problems with Dan Boyle actually. Like he, Dan Boyle was the reason I was like, let me look at you know analytics and see how many times he created a high danger chance and allowed one the other direction and. It, it, it was, like, super eye-opening to me because I'm like, it's nice that you're offensive, but you do it at such a high risk. And then Holden came in, and he did the exact same thing, except he can skate a little bit better than Boyle, so I'll give him that. But You know uh, Shanker is taking 22, right? Yes, yes. So I know I like the number 22 again. Like, I'm very happy about this. Um, but And I'm going to like the number 22 now, and yeah. But I, I definitely... Uh, dislike Holden a lot and Stahl I'm just disappointed in and I keep thinking like I know you're better than this even though you're probably not anymore but like I want to hope that you are because I always liked him so much and I wonder if with an actually good partner he could be at least okay and I know for what is it 5.7 million in cap space you don't want someone who's just okay especially when you have him for what four more years so yeah but I'm biased and um I, I, I still just like him, and I, I really want to see him do well, and I'm so hopeful that he does. I'm not mad, Holden. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. No, I'm not mad. Stall, I'm disappointed. Holden, oh, I am just sorry. outright mad. Holden, I'm outright mad. What about Matt Gilroy? Poor, poor Matt what? Gilroy. Oh, yeah. Matt Gilroy. Um, I don't know, Mike. Did you have anything that you wanted to... Uh, you wanted to add to this, this delicious conversation? Uh, well, I think it's something we've said before, but it is important to point out that, like, Shana touched on this. I might just be repeating stuff she said, but I was busy trying to ruin the podcast. Um, you succeeded. Holden is a guy who's, who's easy to move in that, at first glance, you know, how many defensemen are on the market who, you know, it's under two million cap hit, and they had, what did he have, 10 goals last year? You know, it's it's just, there's going to be someone who wants him. The, I think the, a point that Shana raised that is a good one is the Rangers tried to play Holden at right D for a few games. And as alarming as he was at times playing lefty, when he was not on his natural side, I think it, it got even more out of hand. And I would really hate to see you know, him take away ice time or opportunity from from a guy like D'Angelo um, because that's, that is that le- is legitimate worry. And I, I just checked. He had 11 goals and 23 assists last season. He had 34 points, and the Rangers don't need him. Uh, obviously, no, they they like, any Rangers. They almost can't afford to have him. As crazy as that it's is. Crazy. Yeah, that they sounds almost... so crazy. Just without context of anything, the Rangers don't need a defenseman who has a 1.65 million cap hit with 11 goals and 23 assists. That sounds crazy, I'm sure, to people who didn't watch a lot of games last season or haven't looked at the, the you know, the numbers away from just the, the score sheet. But they just don't need him. There's so much D and... So There's... much D. <laughs> Very good, Joe. Uh, 
there's so many reasons to to play guys like D'Angelo. Think of what the Rangers gave up for D'Angelo. You know, step on, speak volume. Ronda, there's a lot to consider. It really surprised me they got him though. Like I that one, like I I I know we all heard Stepan's going to be moved and Ronda's going to be moved, but like. When when we heard it was D'Angelo, that was a part of the conversation. Like that one really surprised me because I I just didn't think the Rangers would be like, let's let's go for him. Let's you know we're fixing up our defense elsewhere. I didn't think they'd be like, let's add another piece into the mix. I figured they'd be like Smith, Shant, Kirk, we'll deal with you. Hold and stall, just play on the third pair, last minutes, good to go. Or at least that would be like Gordon's point of view. It's it is an interesting. The Rangers have kind of moved in a couple of different directions this year that I think a lot of people maybe weren't anticipating. And the, let me put it to you this way. I don't think D'Angelo is a Vigneault type player, which like I, like we've talked about, I think maybe is a good thing. I think D'Angelo is one of the ultimate risks. There's a lot of things off the ice not to like about D'Angelo there's a lot of things in on the ice not to like about D'Angelo, but there's also so much potential with Anthony D'Angelo that it's almost impossible not to be somewhat intoxicated by what he brings to the table. Honestly, there is a level of defenseman, and Adam was talking about it last week, a level of offensive defenseman under him that it's almost impossible to look away from. It really is. So if you're going to trade a guy like Stepan and you're going to get a seventh overall pick and you're going to get something back from the NHL level, it needs to be something that it could potentially turn into something. And there were better players on, on the Coyotes that I think the Rangers are maybe quote unquote safer players that the Rangers could have looked to utilize. But D'Angelo is not a bad player to get back. I mean, at one point he was touted as the best offensive defenseman prospect on the planet. So Hopefully that player emerges from the, the depths with the crock and horn and just comes out and then plays hockey. Did you say crocken? Crocken. The crocken. Kraken. Kraken. Crocken. Yeah, Kraken. Kraken. Like you always you always screw one up every week. That was the one that every week. week. You almost you almost made it to the end. No, I screwed up something before. It was a name. I, I don't thought, remember. Shostorkin, it was maybe? A name. It was Shostorkin, and then yeah. it was the guy from Finland that I don't, I don't even know his name. Isn't it Georgiev? Oh. Am I saying yeah, it? Yeah, probably. That's the one? Are we Alexander thinking? Georgiev. Georgiev. Bo- That's like an easy Both of you have name. betrayed me. That's what this is. It's still not as bad as Joe saying Seguin. Oh. Sagan. Still wrong. Well, that, that's how I say it. Tyler Sagan, right? Sagan. Yeah, Sagan. Yeah, Sagan. yeah I'm saying it right. Okay, both of you. Joe right is saying me. it like it's penguin. I no, I both say so many player names wrong. I, I like I can't think off the top of my head, but there are like players that are actually like they're good and well known players and every time I say their name wrong I have to like stop myself and like remember how to say their name because I I, I just my sister can't even say Jarmelson, Nicholas Jarmelson screws it up every time. It says Hajarmelson and I'm like, Nope. Hajarmelson. Jarmelson. Hajarmelson. She she just does not doesn't know, and she likes him too. Had him, I think, on her fantasy team, and she's still going to say his name. So he's in Arizona now with Stepan and Ranta. 
I'm, I'm really happy for Arizona. Like, I'm sad for us that we lost Stepan, but, like, I'm excited for them. And Ekman Larson with Jarmelson should be really good. Goddamn right. I have a good question to end the podcast on, Joe. Okay. As you well, I'm only bringing this up because I know that Shayna is a little bit of a jersey aficionado or a collector mm-hmm. of jerseys at the very least. Uh, obviously, the league switched over to Adidas. Uh, thankfully, the Rangers jersey didn't get absolutely ruined. Um, if you had to own a jersey of another team, who would it be? Mm. A new jersey. You're saying, like, of these new ones only. Oof. Yeah, it has to be the new Adidas. Everything's sleek and sexy and bad for the most part. I'm going to be honest with you. I really do like the um, the Golden Knights jersey. What? I like the gray. I, I really do. But I think if I had to I, choose anything... Uh, don't you talk back to me. God damn it. Um, uh, if I had to choose anything, I would choose the uh, the uh, Wild. I like the Wild's jersey. I stand the Wild jersey. That is like my one of... I, Nashville actually might take the cake for like my least favorite of the ones that were redone, but like I am disappointed in the Wild jersey. I don't like it. Wow. It looks like an awkward sweater. It, I, I, I don't like it. I'm disappointed. Mike, do you see what you've done? Do you see the horrors <laughs> you created? I've caused a divide, a rift, if you will. God. Wait, which of you didn't like the Vegas one, though? Mike didn't. I don't like the Vegas. I like the white I mean, Vegas more than the, the home Vegas. I like the home Vegas, but I kind of wish they went with, like, purple in there instead of red. I think it would have looked a little bit. I don't hate the red or anything, but I feel like purple would have been nice since no one uses purple anymore. Yeah, but, that's um, true. Things gave it up. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, the ones that didn't redo it, like, I, I really like Arizona's. Um, Dallas's is one of my favorite jerseys they've had in, like, a really long time. But, and I, like... I like the orange Edmonton ones. I know, like, no one does, but I actually do. But the one that I like the most probably is Carolina, and they added the the um, really cool print in, like, on the bottom stripe. Their black jerseys are one of my favorite jerseys mm. ever. So this is, like, a nice nod to it. Wow. And I hope they bring that back as an alternate. But I think it is so pretty, and I kind of really want one. Like, a nice, like, slaven Carolina jersey would be cool. There you go. There you have it. What about you, like Mike? Which is your favorite? Yeah, Mike, guys? which one is your favorite? Uh, you, son of a bitch. Ugly gonna, Minnesota, ugly dork. Nashville. No, I'm going to take Toronto. I like the I love the color scheme. I love the logo. I like I like the Quite look nice. of the Toronto jersey. I always have. I have a Kessel Winter Classic jersey, actually. And when we played the Penguins in the uh, playoffs, I put it in the freezer. And then I realized, like, it Kessel's <laughs> really good, and it, it like, didn't matter because it was a Leafs jersey, not a Penguins one, but. Oh, it didn't have any power. No, no, the Kings one didn't either. It, it did I not I will work. agree, the new Minnesota jersey is awful. I don't like what they did. They they could have done a lot because it is, I, I love the green, and I think their logo is really cool looking, and even if they went more towards the stadium series look, or even their regular home jersey, just in green or anything else other than this. I I don't like it. I don't like the cream stripe, the stupid maroon stripe going through it. Looks dumb too. It's I I like the logo and I like the color, but otherwise so can I be, it is dumb. 
Can I be 100% Joe, honest your... with both of you about something? Sure, yeah. go ahead. You asked that question, and I kind of forgot for a minute that Adidas redid the jerseys. And no, I didn't even sure. I don't even know what any of the redone jerseys look like. I'm just talking about old jerseys. Outside of the, I'll give the you Vegas a... one, I, the Vegas one I saw, for sure. You record this show live, Joe. I just gave you a link. I like okay. So look at the link that you just sent me. Do you see the the gray Vegas jersey? Yeah, I sure. like that. I like that jersey. I think it's cool. I actually had a screenshot well, of all these jerseys in front of me, like as I said it, so I could like double check because um. I your, what's your least favorite jersey? I don't like the Panthers. Um, I think they did an awful job with the Panthers jersey. The Panthers old jersey think, is really cool. So like it that it it looks like a soccer jersey. The logo, yeah, it does. I. Meh. Um, yeah. I I had a thing about jerseys. Um, in in particular, if the the uh, jersey matches like the shorts and stuff. It's if it's the same color and there's no stripe on the bottom. That's something that mm. like it grinds my gears. Like like um the Bruins alternate when they would wear the all black <laughs> and then the the black shorts and it's just all black and there's nothing separating it. I hate that the Sharks got rid of their stripe on the bottom, and it almost ruins like a perfect jersey for me. So. It, that 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 is like a big thing, so it's definitely one of those. Maybe like I don't know, New Jersey. They did such a bad job. Yeah, no bias here. The Devils Adidas jersey sucks. They could have mm. done stuff like what they wore in the '90s, and it would have looked cool, even if they didn't go. They with should the go green back to the Christmas place. jerseys with the green. Which is the, the, the most. Like the biggest downgrade, though. Like not just like looking at it that you're like, oh, this is the worst. Which one is like the biggest downgrade? To me, I think I, I loved as bad as the logo is and as as goofy as the strings were. I love the Predators old jersey, and I, I think now it just old doesn't. Too. It doesn't have the any character now. The shoulders are so awkward with nothing on it, and I don't understand why they got like on the arm the second chunk of navy. Yeah, I, I just. It was unnecessary. I think that's a pretty big downgrade. At least they thought my worst jersey in the, the league Texans. right now is I, my worst overall jersey. I think is Colorado. I think the Colorado jersey is crap. Really? Yeah. I like that. I they got rid of. Well, it's still kind of piping, but it's better than it was. I do. I I don't like piping either. I like stripes, not piping. I think it looks so much better. No piping. Yeah, I like stripes. No piping, no folks. Piping. I think the Capitals could have done better too. Like I, these are boring. They've come up with cool alter, uh, alternates, like the one for the Winter Classic. What was that two years ago? They should have used that in, or something. In all honesty, we are very, very lucky. The New York Rangers jersey is pretty much untouchable. Yeah, yeah definitely. Lucky because though. this this would be a much much different conversation. There's a lot of weird trend towards like doing modern different things. You look at like the Senators jersey, what they do with the arms there and you know, like like doing these goofy shapes and we haven't seen anything kind of goofy and awkward like that since the the Lady Liberty jerseys with the sleeves that were diagonal, but the rest mm-hmm. of the jersey was so good that it almost didn't matter. I but, didn't like no, those that I, much. I love those. I, I hated the sleeves, but I loved everything else. I really like the heritage we just had. For like alternates, 
I hope they bring mm. it back next year. I just got one too. Yeah. I read because I, I just wanted it. I think it was so so pretty. It's like classic looking. I liked everything about it. I don't like the ducks jersey either. The ducks could do better. Safe yeah. life repair, safe life replace. Also, Calgary should have gone with the retro. But it did. I, I, they should go back to the old Ducks jersey, Korea era. Oh, well, you could say that about a lot of teams, though, like that they should do things it's like so bad the, it was uh, good. the Canals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, both of you. They're not a sponsor. Stop singing their jingle. God. I, I need to go to sleep. All I'm right. a tired old man. This may be the longest podcast okay. we've ever done, I think, believe yeah. it or not. I think Shana was a success. I think Shana was an we absolute success. We were off success. the rails. I was nervous. I was really nervous about this. Really? We were off the rails, but yeah. we went to fun places. I'm, I'm somewhat I, shocked that you were nervous because we are... I've only done, like, two podcasts before this. I did really? one, like, the other day for Hockey Rest, and I was a nervous wreck before. I was, like, I, oh. I, I get, like, very nervous about, like, You did talking. great. You did amazing. Thanks, guys. Um, it was fun. All right, hang on a second, because I'm going to promote you, and I need to get the proper number of Ys and the proper number whoever of Whoever that was that, uh, it's three Ys, whoever that was that called it with the Chinese food order, I hope your meal was good. Yeah, you I hope your meal was blue delicious, apron. man. Whatever, whatever poor decisions you've made to come to, come to us to order food. Um, <laughs> You can find Shana at H-A-Y-Y-Y-S-H-A-Y-Y-Y on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can find Mike at DigDPSB. You can find both of them at Blue Shirt Banter. You can also find Mike at the Ice Garden, a delicious place where you can talk about women's hockey. Um, and you should and you can read find everything me at Blue Shirt there. Just put Blue Shirt Banter anywhere into your computer, and I will. you'll find it. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining. Good night, everybody. Have a great Good night. weekend. You're the new, you're, you're rookie of the year. That's all. I love it. Beth I'm very happy about that. Hooray. What? Beth is a whale. I end every show by saying Beth is a whale because Mike called her a whale once and she was not happy. I can, I can see why. That is not what you're supposed to call anyone, especially a lady. Absolutely correct. I don't, Mike should be ashamed of himself. It, it wasn't what you think. It was absolute. Mike, you, you see, Mike, you should be ashamed. I, I'm ashamed. She's a well, lady. Okay. Right. I'm going to say it's here. okay because you write so many lovely things about ladies playing hockey that, like, it's okay. One well, misstep. Like, uh, meanwhile, I write nothing about ladies playing hockey, and I'm the one who says it all the time, so I guess I'm a piece of crap. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> we all know that. Mike is also a whale. Good night, everybody.